So we go down and we see, you know, back in the back there are busted windows. The squatters have, you know, my squatters, excuse me, my squatters yeah. had broken yeah. into our house and they've been yeah. hiding out. You're on a first name basis. Yes, we, we were, we were. And uh, so they actually robbed some people in the area. They had stolen TVs and furniture and then later ended up robbing the bank. What? Yes. So we had bank robber, my bank robber squatters uh, terrorizing this neighborhood. Now, unfortunately, we didn't see any of that. So no, I'm this like, was... if they're ours, shouldn't we get the cut? We were not, <laughs> not going to cut. So, you know, right there, it's like, ah, I don't know. They're not really employed by us. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Corkscrews and Contracts. I'm Wyatt Wallace. And I'm Jennifer Hamrick. And we started this podcast to really teach and show and, and, uh, and really give everyone an idea of what it takes to buy real estate, invest in real estate, and even to purchase your own home. So today we are drinking on Kendall Jackson. It is a Pinot Noir um, from California. It's a red wine. Excellent. Let us try That is a lot of clinks today. <laughs> I like it. I do too. I don't know how to describe it. It's kind of, it's almost like a burnt uh, feeling, but it's more like a, like a, like a burnt rose. I don't know. It's an easy drinker. <laughs> Josh and Callie Lowen are two of the owners of Southern Legacy Homes LLC based in Nashville. They've worked with their business partners to grow a multifaceted business that includes new builds, large-scale renovations, remodels for retail customers, staging, consulting, and project management services. Full-service real estate is the name of their game. Josh and Callie, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thank you for having us. Thanks. I'm always impressed by your projects because for the most part, when when we talk about flips and people see that on TV and they go, oh, so the house looked like this and now it looks like this, but they don't think of buying the house, taking it down to the foundation (laughs) and then building above and even putting a roof on it, a second story. Like that's just, it's out of the the thought process for a lot of people. So my goodness, hats off to you on that. (laughs) Thanks. How did, how did that become part of your process? You know, I think from the very start, we've talked about what is it outside the box? What is a project? You know, one of the examples that I think we love to use is we took a home from 600 square feet to 2,200 square feet. <laughs> you know, and uh, when we first bought it, there's a lot of people who are like, "You're buying this at $200 square foot." You know, we bought it for 123,000, mm-hmm. and that's not a deal. Where in Nashville is that a deal? Even a great market like this, but it is a deal. We take it up to 2,200 square feet. You know, we, 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 we talk about flips. We really do heavy renovations. Uh, and even to the point we, we develop right now. And uh, so kind of looking outside the box has always been something that we've talked about, how to do something a little bit different and uh, make it a deal. You know, uh, so that's kind of in a nutshell what, we, what we've looked at in the last few years. Wow. You are truly living the HGTV lifestyle (laughs) what everybody sees Mm -hmm. people do on tv but doesn't know how to do it we try and that's really helped us to get deals in a market where you will hear a lot of investors saying oh i just can't find anything i just can't find anything there are no deals when you think outside of just you know the paint and carpet um you really have a whole new world opened up to you 
And, you know, I really feel Nashville is one of those special cities that, it's an older city. Uh, there's a lot of the city who that was built in 30s, 40s, and maybe even early 50s. So you've got some homes that are around this 600, 700 square foot that really are in areas that are being sold around 2,000 square feet. Uh, so there's that, there is that envelope of, you know, some space to work in. So, so speaking of Nashville, how did you guys get here and where are you from? So we're originally from the Northwest Arkansas area, uh, Fort Smith to be precise. Um, we both went to school at the University of Central Arkansas, which is in Conway, then moved to North Little Rock. So really we were just making our way down I-40 headed west. <laughs> and, um, headed east. East, yes, east. yes, headed east. Kendall Jackson. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so headed, uh, yeah, down 40. And for years, Josh worked um, in management for a Fortune 500 company and got to where he was working about 80 hours a week, uh, tons of work. And then we had a friend who had a financial company, kept asking Josh, like, hey, you budget all of these multi-million dollar projects for your company. Why don't you come work for me? And, you know, Josh repeatedly turned that down. Then uh, one day he kind of had enough. Yeah, yeah, the time was <laughs> right for uh, Make a Move. We actually went to dinner with them. And uh, honestly, one thing led to another within a 45-minute dinner. Uh, we decided that, yeah, I'm out of the corporate stuff. Let's do this financial consulting. And then they actually said, well, they're actually moving away from Little Rock, Arkansas to Nashville, Tennessee. So in about five minutes later, we said, let's go to Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs> so, uh, and you can, I mean, honestly, the story of how we've developed the business, where we're at now, which I know we'll kind of probably get into, but that right there sums it up. Within 45 minutes of a dinner, you know, Callie and I just, we jump, we leap, and we, we trust it, um, we trust each other. So that's how it's been. That's a heck of a dinner. It <laughs> yeah, was. it is. It was, it was, was at Chewy's. Everyone oh, yeah. wants to know we were eating at yeah. Chewy's when all this happened. Were there margaritas? Or... No, <laughs> there's a lot of chips in it. <laughs> so you got to Nashville. You're working the new life here. Uh, what got y'all into flipping? Well, so it's something that we've been, ever since our first date, really talking about uh, wanting to do this. My dad was a builder um, mm -hmm. and a con construction all the way through. And Callie, uh, I'll let her kind of tell that, her background. Oh, that. I just love HGTV. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> ever since I was small, I remember like being very, very little and my, my sister and I, on Saturdays, we would just redecorate the house. My mom didn't care. So... That was just kind of entertainment for us is let's move around the furniture, let's stage our bedrooms. And so it was just always kind of a natural interest and just really been able to expand on that. So that coupled with Josh's skill and knowledge of construction made this, a, you know, a less scary area to, to jump into for sure. Yeah, and honestly, we were living in Brentwood mm -hmm. and I was driving to another appointment meeting with somebody. And uh, just happened to be listening. I don't remember what radio station it was here in Nashville, but uh, you know, one of the commercials came on about come to this seminar. You know, the whole seminar stuff, oh, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. And uh, <laughs> you know, me, I'm just like, absolutely, let's go to this uh, <laughs> two-hour seminar. Uh, Callie, on the other hand, was a little bit like, I'm not really sure if that's you know where we're gonna. So I went by myself to this two-hour seminar, and uh, within five minutes, they're like, you know, hey. 
you come here for this, but let's come to a three day where you're gonna pay, you know, two hundred dollars. And I was just like, absolutely, I, mean, I love it. Let's let's do this because yeah, I'm I'm all about like you know let's gain some knowledge, let's everything we can learn, you know, keep learning and keep expanding what we can do. So anyway, I signed us up, and what was your reaction? Oh, I, I was pretty upset, um, <laughs> <laughs> and so I was afraid he was going to buy something else at this three days, so I was like, you better sign me up, I'm going to. Oh. I ended up having 102 fever, and I was like, there's no way I'm leaving this seminar, because I don't know what we're going to buy if I'm not here. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, anything they got. You know, anything let's they get got. <laughs> let's get it. So we, uh, yeah, we did that three-day <laughs> seminar, which was... Uh, the group, you know, it's a national networking group of uh, renovators and everything, and it was amazing, honestly. And we absolutely said yes. Let's jump right in. Let's get this education as much as we can. Because with my background, you know, my dad had that, you know, construction stuff, building houses. I understood yeah. how yes, we build a house block by block and everything like that. But how do we run the systems? How do you run a business like this? Uh, you know, my corporate background, it's like very much system, system, system. So this group really focused on that, really preached it, believed in it hardcore. And we knew like that's the fit for if we really want to do this, want to do it right, legally and get everything right yeah. and squared away. It was the group to go with, and that's, that's where we jumped in. Yep. And in a turn of events, I was the one who actually wrote that check. <laughs> <laughs> what What did it take mentally to say, okay, I'm ready to not only, I guess, you know, jump right in with both feet, but also to say, okay, this is this is where we have to go with our life direction right now. Yeah, I mean, we firmly believe that God sets us up for things. We've had tons of opportunities to make really pretty big life changes. I mean, I changed jobs multiple times, even you know, early in my twenties, and um, the move to Nashville. So you know, moving eight hours away to an area where we knew two people in the entire city. So the leaps, I guess, got a little less scary along mm -hmm. the way. And yeah, yeah and, and I think one of the things that we always. Um, strive towards is to have what is the legacy that we're wanting to leave what is the down the road goals that we're trying to to you know achieve and with that we knew that where we were at the jobs we were in were not getting us to the goals that we want to do you know and, and our company is very much like you always ask people what's your why why are you around why do you do what you do and our why uh, very passionate for us is that we want to give to the mission field uh, but not only that, you know, we want to set up like uh, cash flow properties, cash flow opportunities that actually fund those, mm -hmm. you know, nonprofits that actually fund those and go after those. Um, we have a couple of friends, really good friends that are down in uh, Peru right mm -hmm. now uh, that, you know, had a hard time getting there to do what they're passionate about. We want to provide that vehicle for them to make it happen. So, um we knew what we were doing was not going to get yeah. us there. And what could get us there is the business that, you know, we've started and uh, is having a lot of success. So, yeah. That's amazing. We were literally having this conversation the hour before you got here. And I said, I can't wait to interview these two <laughs> and ask them how it is that they've made that directional change and, and said, you know, you, you, it's, it's in your name, Southern Legacy Homes, mm -hmm. right? The legacy. Mm -hmm. And that is so exciting because that's the story that anyone can get attached to 
as far as you know supporting a business, supporting outreach of some kind. And so that's just I'm <laughs> <laughs> Yes, 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 yes. Wow. So Cal, you, you started designing really young, right? Mm-hmm. And what and I see that when we go we've been in a few of your houses. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Uh, like everything from a cow above uh, a fireplace. Yes. <laughs> uh, the use of rugs and, uh, you know, centering a room, which we've heard about. Mm-hmm. Um, so, gosh, where where do you get your excitement in this as well, in this process? For me, I mean, you said live in the HGTV dream. I mean, every morning when I wake up, I think I get to do what so many people want to do. And so, I mean, that is my day. So, um I mean, I get an inspiration, honestly, Google, mm-hmm. Google. Usually I'll have kind of a rough idea of something that I want to see, like, you know, Shiplap Incorporated here or there, and I will Google and I will just go through images and kind of combine, look for where others may have found these materials, and then I just go from there. So thanks, Google. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of projects would you say you're working on right now? Yeah, uh... Right now, something that we're really excited about is we're really starting to look to developing neighborhoods. You know, we uh, right now we've got a three build uh, on a property, one piece of property. It's amazing here in Nashville. You can fit three houses on something, and then we take that about the same size lot, and we're starting a six build, uh, put six on it. So maybe next time we'll put twelve. Uh, try and keep, you know. <laughs> maybe not. And then no one would have a front yard or backyard. Yeah. No one would have to mow. Those are called apartments. Uh, those are called apartments. <laughs> I'm like, we saw that line. Twelve would be a little, a little smug. <laughs> so that's what we're really working on now. Now we still have um, you know, one of the things that I think for us is a great story is that we started with one property. We actually uh, started in Oklahoma uh, with a property, and we've now grown to doing 25 at one time. You know, right now we have 25 projects going on, uh, which has been an amazing ride. It's an amazing that that's actually only been over three years um, mm-hmm. to grow to that point, and we want to keep growing. You know, we by the end of the year we want to have to where we're thirty five projects at one time, and I think we'll get there easily. We have a lot of great uh, background, and, and one of the things is too that you know why did we grow like that? We had partners. We do have uh, a couple business partners that have not been afraid to say yes with us and jump on every opportunity. Um, so that's been great, uh, Bright Solutions and On The Horizon, you know, they're separate companies and all to become Southern Legacy Homes. And so it's been great f- with all of us to grow that way. Um, but what we're really excited right now, yeah, is doing these six builds, doing these three builds and putting a neighborhood together. There's something about, I know it's not a neighborhood, but it's a community, right? Mm-hmm. And being around each other, I mean, you walk out your door, you're going to be 20 steps from your neighbor. You're going to see them all the time. So to do it in a way, position the homes in a way that complements each other, that's not going to be like I'm literally looking at my neighbor in the restroom. Uh, it's something to kind of something to play with to make sure our windows aren't lining up perfectly. Um, but uh, it, it's going to be it's been a thrill. It's been exciting. I can't wait to see the next obstacle that we have to kind of overcome in this. But um, I'll tell you right now, some of these neighborhood these oh, excuse me properties that we're putting a community on uh, these driveways are interesting, uh, intricate, and 
I hope that no one really has a big truck. That's all I'm gonna say. You know, I mean, <laughs> but uh, you know, we really promote the small, uh, you know, gas savings uh, vehicle <laughs> in our little community. So, <laughs> but uh, you know, it's just it's been fun. It's been fun to work on those. We also have um, a really uh, beautiful home, I think, in Bell Mead that's going on and. That's a different level, right? It's, it's a different level of finish. It's a different it level of strategy on how someone lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking about homes in East Nashville because we predominantly work in East Nashville. And you have a home that uh, it's family friendly, but yet efficient with your space, right? Um, you have the dealings with like the bedrooms and the living room and you know everything flows well. It's connected. You, know, you, you have that. In Belmede, we go, and it's like, we want to make a master bedroom area that's ridiculous. I want I want to be able to live in my master bedroom, right? <laughs> so, I mean, th- this master bedroom we got, it has, you know, this walk-around closet that's, at, I think it's just over 500 square feet. Something you know, like that. 400 square feet, I guess, in that closet. There's I mean, a wet bar. Yeah, you're talking about. In a, the closet? Yeah. In the master suite, yeah, yeah. Because you need that. I mean, yeah. I don't want to well, leave. He wants no, to you know, live in the master no. suite. So we, to live why in go suite. downstairs for no, these No, that's things. too far. Yeah. Too Way far. too We far. have a shower room, and we have a tub room because that way if you're in the freestanding tub and you're like i don't really want to take a shower and i and i want to have a tv on the wall no problem I can do that. Gotcha. but then the other's like oh man i see a shower this morning i don't oh, need yeah. to sit in the tub you know <laughs> so you have separate rooms for that i mean yeah. we're talking about over you know 1500 square feet for a master area wow. right it's got an office you don't even have to leave right why leave why would right. you <laughs> i think we need this this would be amazing i i want that well, already, let us get you a contract. Right, I'm and like, I've already tried to get him to buy one of show. your others, and he was not buying Scott's <laughs> Avenue, and now he's sold on the Bell Mead one. You can have that. That's fine. Either one. That Either really one. cool. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, you, and you have views out there, so we actually have a second level deck up there that you can just see out across the valley. So it's just one of those things. It's like we have done something different. You're not going to see a neighbor, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you just want to be able to go out there, be alone and enjoy your area different from an East Nashville where we want to try and incorporate that community in that uh, environment mm-hmm. there. So a little bit different, but exciting in the same way. So You know you had him at Wet Bar. <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, that was, uh, yeah, that was, I was done, sold. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> what kind of price ranges in the 25 homes you're working on currently, what kind of price ranges do those? Uh, widely variable. I think that our um, one that we sold last summer went for just under 200000 And the one we just talked about with the Insane Master Suite, uh, that one be listed at 2.2. There you go. Okay. Sold I to am it. looking for pennies right now. <laughs> <laughs> Literally <laughs> in the couch cushions. <laughs> Visit our friends at 840 Inspections who will inspect your home like it is their own. They use thermal imaging on all new construction inspections to show areas lacking in insulation or with water intrusion. They have a 100% buyer satisfaction guarantee and work weekends. Please visit their website, 840inspections.com, for a quote or to schedule an inspection. Call 615-840-3040. Renters Warehouse Nashville has become the top property management company in Tennessee, specializing in generating rental income for your property. Their Nashville team is local and professional. They're ready to help homeowners and investors lease their home or property with confidence. 
Call 615-398-9550 for Renters Warehouse Nashville. So a lot of it is project management at the point where you have 25 properties going at once. <laughs> what is your day like, Josh? What is the day like? So we... <laughs> We just hired a project manager, um, which you know she's been phenomenal. Jumped, jumped on the ground. Uh, we actually pulled her away from healthcare. She was a healthcare project manager, so wow. it's uh, it was easy for her to work on multiple projects because that's literally what she was doing all day. Um, but our day is, you know, we're looking down the road, right? I mean, I'm ordering um, a package from lumber for two weeks out. You know, making sure that it's ready to drop when we're ready. Right, we've got uh, infrastructure for these new communities that have to be done. Well, I mean, we've got guys that have been out there to kind of mark everything up, uh, do plenty of bids, and get the right people in place uh, for over three months now. You know, so it's a lot of planning on the front end to where we can go in there and execute. Right, uh, because what you don't want to be doing is scrambling and being like, um, "Hey, where are we getting lumber from? I need it tomorrow." Right, yes. uh, you won't you won't win <laughs> by doing that. So it's a lot of planning out, but then also making sure because this this industry, which is great, changes on a daily basis. Um, sometimes I have a designer that just decides, you know what, we're going to change the oh whole plan. Oh my goodness, no, 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 no. She, she's never done that. Is this when the different departments start to argue? Sometimes this happens. Sometimes we do have to put aside yes. Josh and Callie and we become design and operations and have it out. Yes, it's great uh, marriage counseling. Um, but uh, no, I mean, you, you definitely have to make sure that the design team, and we have another business partner that's done uh, a lot of the floor plans and stuff. So it's floor plans and then the design team, Callie, actually getting in there and filling the space. And then us actually, you know, executing the plan. So that plan does have to be exact and does have to be kind of worked out. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a lot of planning ahead. It's a lot of those scrambling, like, at the day sometimes of, like, what's going to happen because it's pouring down rain and we can't frame. But, you know, right now we have three crews, right? So we want to keep those crews um, and keep them going because uh, – what I believe is important, something that you know we've also always talked about, is that we want to also uh, create jobs, mm-hmm. right? So uh, we're creating a force. So these these three crews, they don't have to be looking for other work. We have enough work to keep them rolling and keep them going. So that is something as well that we're like, um, it's raining. So what do we have on the backup plan? Um, so Emily, our project manager, she's got a list of like. 30 backup plan things to always be like, uh, slide over and do this because it's raining and this is inside work. So uh, it's good, but we always got to keep, you know, I say to her every day, like, how are we moving everything forward? Because we want to move every project forward. Um, Because we don't also want to be sitting on a project for 15 months waiting for it. You know, we, our goal is to get it in and out, in and out as much as we can. Um, But, uh, you know, also in the quality being high, we always talk about, you know, the, the quality control. Uh, I've come from a in in the corporate level. I come from a quality background. Uh, I was best friends with an FDA inspector, pretty much. You know, uh, had to be right. <laughs> had to be, but um, but but that's that's what's in, that's what's important. So we we talk about uh, you know I talk about QC and we always had QCD in the corporate. You know, I, and I've kind of brought that over here to our business as the quality the cost of that product, and then the location. So for us, it's a QCL in the real estate world. Wow. But, um, you know, so, so we always are looking at that and making sure that the balance is correct. 
So, but that's a normal day. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I know y'all split the the departments up amongst mm-hmm. you. You know the the um, partners. So Callie, what's your day like? So it really depends on what day it is. Um, really, I've settled into a bit, as much of a rhythm as I think that I can. Um, and I usually will have office days and then job site days. And I tend to kind of do every other. So an office day will be you know, consisting of sit down, you know this being an agent, going through dozens of emails, looking on the MLS. Um, my shoulders will be sore from sitting at the computer. Mm-hmm. Uh, running analysis of deals. Is this something we should buy? Um, looking through the comps and determining what finishes in our product should we be putting based on what's around us. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, you know, office day, lots of phone calls, mm-hmm. lots of emails. And then job site day, um, I'll go around with Emily, our project manager, and we will hop from job to job. Um, we'll go over whatever we need to add into scope of work. Was there a light fixture that had to be moved because, you know, whatever reason, what can we do to work within you know the confines of what we have building wise to still make this make sense design wise and so we'll go around and discuss all of those issues and then she'll kind of relay to josh and our teams what needs to be done there and then um right before we go to list that's when i get really crazy for about two weeks and that's when i go in and do all of our staging okay. and we've recently taken that in-house we had a fantastic stager who did a beautiful job when we started looking at the number of projects that we had mm-hmm. and adding up that renting cost, we uh, kind of pulled the trigger a while back and said, okay, here's a smaller job. Here's what we would spend to stage. I'm just going to take that money and buy it. And so then we just kind of snowballed from there. So yeah, the, the staging goes in and then we get pictures done and then we go to list and we have open houses. So my days are, are, are quite variable. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got all these deals going. Mm-hmm. And as we talked about before, yeah. it's very hard. Um, <laughs> To a lot of investors in Nashville feel it is very hard to find property for flips. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you go about finding your houses? Yeah, I mean, you, you have the usual ways, right? Wholesalers will uh, bring you something. You'll throw out some um, uh, letters and uh, marketing and stuff. Actually, our home that we live in now was one of the projects that we did start on, uh, and it was it was great. Uh, we sent out a mailer. It was only we only sent out one mailer. We sent, uh, I think we spent three hundred dollars on letters, and I just hand wrote on that yellow paper. We took it and had copies, uh, stuffed the envelopes ourselves. This was very early on, mm-hmm. and uh, sent them out. And several weeks later, I get a phone call, and this guy is he's like, "Hey, I got your letter about selling my house." I said, "Great, um, tell me about it. You know, where is it located?" And then, of course, you know the big question: Well, how much are you looking? To, to get for this property and he said well I want 175,000 mm, but you know I'd probably take 150,000 <laughs> and so in that one sentence he talked himself down $25,000 and so I called Josh I said hey we've got a motivated seller yeah. and uh, so I told him you know we're going to get someone from our operations department out there to kind of do an assessment of your property and we'll be in touch and we ended up purchasing about a week later Oh, and this is this is the definition of a motivated seller. So if anyone's ever asking, like, what does a motivated seller look like? It's someone who literally talks themselves down twenty five thousand yeah. in a matter of five seconds. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, no, it was, it was amazing, and uh, we live there now. And it's a, in this house. It was great. He was using it as a warehouse. There were uh, there were no subfloor. Uh, you oh. jump from floor joist to floor joist. No, uh, he had a few lane that, so he could put a few. 
uh, items. I mean, he had a huge industrial mixer, like for a kitchen. Uh, like, I had... could fit inside this thing. I don't know where you purchased, <laughs> wow. but, he, but he had one. Yeah, he had stage equipment stuff. He had, I mean, it was just all over. He had, uh, let's see, five cars in the back and a boat. Um, so this house was used as a storage. It was nothing. There was no plumbing. There was no electrical. It was a shell. And wow. uh, for us, you know, it was 150000 yeah. which sounds like, well, that's kind of a little bit for a shell. It's like, no, this is perfect. This is... This is going to be is something, you know, exactly what we want. And uh, honestly, a shell is easy to work on. <laughs> shell is very easy to use. Once we evicted the <clears throat> raccoon that lived in the rafters. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, so yes. Did have a tenant there for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> no rent, so you got to evict them. Yeah. 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 Freeloader, get yeah. out of here. Yeah. Can't have that happen. So, uh, But no, I mean, so when we're looking for property, which, you know, we've got a partner, as you've talked about, you know, we have our departments who really kind of heads that up and filters that through. But, um, you know, wholesalers, MLS deals, we actually have had a couple that came on the MLS. Um, and usually you have to, like I said, think outside the box on those, expand them, use them in a different way. Um, but they do exist. MLSs do exist. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, that's kind of as much networking as you can. Uh I think it was Warren Buffett. I was reading uh, something from him one time, one of his books, and I know he talks about how looking at his network is how he determines his net worth, really. Mm. You know, so how many people are you connected to? How many times do you go to one of these events? I know you guys do a great event um, that you. you guys have <laughs> once a month, I think. Everyone should come to it. But uh, it, it is one of those things that people you meet, and then all of a sudden, you get a call from them a couple of weeks, and it's like, hey, I heard you guys are looking for something around this. I've got something, maybe. you know. And it's like, hey, that's fine. We'll do the analysis. We'll jump in there with you. We'll get our hands dirty. I mean, I we have literally gone to properties where I can't touch the floor because there's three and a half feet of, we won't say what it was, but Whoa. because we have no clue. But, but hey, I'm hitting my head in the ceiling, but I'm like... Smells like money, you know. <laughs> it smells like something, but it smells like money for sure, you know. And uh, it's it, just a great opportunity. So don't say no to anything. Jump in there, say yes. And when somebody's got an opportunity, you know, because here's the thing: even if it's not, there's been plenty of times where we've gone and talked to somebody, had coffee for a while, and just talked about the deal, what it is, what it's the pros and cons, what to be looking for, and maybe it doesn't work out. But down the road. Mm -hmm does something else does something else works out and uh, now you know hopefully we educate each other helped each other out on what they're looking for what we're looking for and uh you know we've had some great relationships been formed and bonds through that so you know don't ever devalue that too because getting to know somebody and getting that connection uh, it's huge mcdonald insurance and financial services is the premier insurance and financial services agency Locally owned and operated, having locations in Tennessee, Mississippi, and Arkansas. Their company works with only the most reputable insurance companies to give you the best coverage for your needs. Call 901-451-3811. Again, that's 901-451-3811 for McDonald's Insurance and Financial Services. Networth Realty of Nashville is growing wealth in Tennessee by providing people across the Nashville metropolitan area with the tools and expertise they need to succeed in the residential real estate market. 
They're specialists understand the ins and outs of Nashville and are experts at locating undervalued properties in the city's most desirable neighborhoods. That's Net Worth Realty of Nashville, 615-823-2777. You talked about evicting a squatter. Uh, which was of the animal kind uh, just a moment ago. But I've heard that you had to do that for a human. Um, a few humans, oh. actually. So we had one particular property that was, you know, I, th- I think if you've been investing long enough, everyone has that problem child. You can name it. If yes. you're listening right now, you can probably think of the exact address. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, so this particular home, um, so we had a squatter who lived there when we acquired uh, he, he was nice. You know, we eventually told him, like, hey, we're the new owners. You just, you can't stay here. He packed up his stuff, and he went on. We didn't see him again. Hmm. No big deal. Um, we had another guy who's, um, I guess, just walking through the United States. Josh met him one day. Yeah, he was great. <laughs> um, uh, reading Tale of Two Cities. Uh, so we got to have a nice conversation about that. Hmm. Um, great novel. So, yeah, I mean, he was just literally... He was fine. I mean, he went on his way, too. We explained to him, like, hey, because oh. of our insurance, liabilities, you can't be here. He said, okay, no problem. Put his Tale of Two Cities in his backpack and then rolled on. Yeah, originally um, from Santa Barbara, so it was great. Yeah, great conversation. <laughs> uh, but a couple more of them were, were not quite so nice. Um, I'll uh, kind of work backward on the story. I get a phone call. Um, my background is in speech pathology, and I was working at a clinic. And um, it was my day off, but our receptionist called, and she's frantic. And she said, Callie, something is wrong with one of your houses. There are otters loose. I said, otters? <laughs> I was like, I, I don't know what you're talking about, um, <laughs> but let me just, let me see if I've got any emails or anything else that might explain what's going on. Thanks for calling. Um, and so I get on Facebook Messenger, and I have this frantic message from an individual who will remain unnamed. Um <laughs> that I need to call immediately right away because my squatters, mine, mm-hmm. these people belong Your to me apparently, squatters. <laughs> my squatters yes. um, had been terrorizing the neighborhood and because of, uh, because of me, the entire neighborhood was in demise. <laughs> so uh, what actually ended up happening in this particular area, um, there's a lot of development going on. You've got some beautiful $400,000 homes. Like everything is like just thanking you. But then you also have behind where our property was an alley with a lot of just really rundown buildings. We had mm-hmm. just acquired this property. So we're still boarded up. We're going through, you know, with the city, making sure everything is good for us to pull the trigger to start the renovation. And um, so we go down and we see, you know, Back in the back, there are busted windows. The squatters have, you know, my squatters, excuse me, my squatters yeah. had broken <laughs> yeah. into our house and they've been yeah. hiding out. You're on a first name basis. Yes, we, we were. We were. And uh, so they actually robbed some people in the area. They had stolen TVs and furniture and then later ended up robbing the bank. What? Yes. So we had bank robber, my bank robber squatters uh, terrorizing <laughs> this neighborhood. Now, unfortunately, we didn't see any of that. So, no, I'm this like, was... if they're ours, shouldn't we get a cut? We were not, <laughs> we were not a cut. So, you know, right there, it's like, ah, I don't know. They're not really employed by us. Uh, so. Yeah, nor do I own them. Uh, yeah. Well, it can be hard to control squatters. I mean, you know. It, it sure can. And so, I finally got it. Otters are squatters. <laughs> otters, yeah. I was so, like, they let loose otters yes. everywhere. So, yeah, thank you for clarifying. So, yeah, yeah. it was indeed or not otters. They were squatters on the property. So solve that mystery. Uh, but the squatters had been um, really running around. They were hiding in several abandoned homes. They happened to just be very close to ours. Ours was one that they chose. There were some back behind. The police couldn't catch them. 
Oh, um, until one day when Josh gets some video from our, our framing crew, and I'll let you finish out the story. Well, <laughs> and, I, and I think really one of the big things is why can't the police come in, right? Mm-hmm. Well, it's private property. You know, they can't do it. However, what we learned from this, and now that we do this, is there are ordinance, you know, non, mm-hmm. you know, non-trespassing ordinance that you can file with this with the police in that uh, area. So we were there in the north area, so the north. Uh, Nashville precinct uh, we filed with them and we put no trespassing signs all over so now that allows the cops if they see something happening in your home and they see those signs up they can actually go investigate you know oh. and they can actually walk in you know they, we've given them the permission that hey if you see something going on here go make it happen and find out what's going on so we do that and then my framers like uh, you know how you get rid of them I was like okay well Please, Please tell us. Tell Obviously, us. I, this I is would love set this. number three of squatters. We'd yeah. like to get rid of them. <laughs> love yeah. to solve this conundrum. He's like, just take the roof off. <laughs> so, first day of de- demo, as we're going to add a second story on this anyway, uh, we rip the roof off, and you don't have squatter no. problems after that. Um, and then actually, fast forward, uh, as we were finishing up framing, and the framers actually had some pictures of what happened. Uh, the squatters were caught, mm-hmm. um, and then actually uh, kind of headbutted a cop and everything in the whole process of getting while in handcuffs. While oh, in handcuffs, geez. getting arrested. So luckily, everything wrapped up. The person was caught and everything. But uh, squatters are, you know, no joke. You know, you have to know the proper way of handling the situation. And uh, the cops walked us through how to do all that too. So that they were huge help. But wow. yeah, interesting. So, so much of what you do is partnering LLCs together. Mm-hmm. What what does that look like? What is, yeah. Well, yeah, what are the complexities there? Because there are a lot, right? Because now, mm-hmm. you know, when we got in this and actually the other two companies that make up Southern Legacy Homes along with us mm-hmm. were all part of this national networking group that we kind of talked about earlier on. And so it, it was interesting. We kind of met through those connections. But everybody's in there. Everybody has um, paid money for the education, has committed what they're doing, right? So everybody has the, you know, has all capability of achieving what they're wanting to do by themselves, right? Yeah. So the complexity, one of the complexities is as you get all together, is getting all on the same page with the goals. Because some people, you know, got in there and be like, well, I want to do maybe five a year. I want to do 30 a year. I want to do 100 a year. So now we got to be like, well, where does everybody fit and how does this goal work? So when we first got together at Southern Lakesy Homes, we spent, wow, maybe three, four days mm-hmm. talking about goals and how the day-in-day wow. stuff goes and how does the, the month-to-month stuff go, who takes care of what responsibility. So there's a lot of that divvying out. There's a lot of negotiations. Get a great lawyer. Uh, we have a great lawyer who handled a lot of the documentation because – that's important, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, that documentation, we have an operating agreement. We have articles, all that good stuff. That operating agreement, as we all agree upon it, has to be tailored to what we're trying to do, right? Because you don't want it to favor one party or another. And, you know, everybody's got, well, I'm going to have my lawyer look at it. I'm going to have my lawyer look at it. So there's those complexities, too, that you really um, that you add on top of that. So. It, it is. It, it's a lot because you have very high-performing people who are very motivated mm-hmm. to now get motivated together to have the same, 
You know, it doesn't have to necessarily be the same why, because we all have our own groups of like why we're doing this, but it does have to be aiming towards the same goals. So um, we've had plenty of discussions and arguments and, you know, (laughs) healthy conflict is what I like to call it. (laughs) So, uh, which is good, but I I think the base of it, as we always talk about, is starting with the 100% responsibility with everybody. You know, Mm -hmm. being absolutely taking responsibility, taking, you know, ownership of what you have and what you bring to the table. At that point, if we're all 100% with each other, we can be, we can trust each other, we can have good communication, which can then result with those like healthy conflict and, you know, the, it can it can really form into something incredible, you know. And uh, it's been a great journey. It's been, um, it's been interesting along the way for sure. Um, <laughs> but communication is huge. So, uh, yeah, it's been good. And we're still, you know, we're still having those healthy conflicts and those molding of what the company is. And we're adding stuff. I know Callie's talked about the staging. And, you know, we're doing builds for people. You know, we're doing uh, all these other, uh, you know, really developing the business into something what it is today. So it's been a, it's been a ride, and I've enjoyed every moment mm-hmm. of it. So. That's something else that's been great about having partners is when everyone can really focus on their specific area of the business, whether it's acquiring, whether it's financing, whether it's design, you can throw all of your energy in and become so much more efficient. Because uh, I know in the very beginning, some of our very early on, we would kind of all sit down together and let, like, let's all talk about this. Let's all talk about what we're going to do in the kitchen. Let's all talk about this. And now... I mean, it took days to kind of even come up with a basic design plan. But now that we've kind of departmentalized everything, I can do this in about two hours wow. and be ready to roll. So just becoming efficient and you know, being in a partnership allows us to do that maximally. Well, and I think some of that was probably gaining trust mm-hmm. to know that person would do their role. So you brought it all together to make sure it was done you a certain it, yeah. way. But after over time, y'all started knowing... Mm-hmm. This is their work ethic. You know they're going to mm-hmm. do it, and yep. you, there's no doubt there. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. important. And you can, those building blocks are huge, right? Because mm-hmm. like you're saying, now they can take care of it. I trust them. We can have good communication. We can have this healthy conflict of always growing. We can have mm-hmm. you know, the, the goal and even pushing the goals further, right? You, know, it's, it's, you have these goal-setting meetings, right? And then you, you, you get started on it, and you're like, we're going towards it. But if you don't really keep track of it, KPIs, we talk about KPIs all the time, uh, key performance indicators, mm. right? It's like, how is everybody doing? How can we, at a glance, make sure everybody's still on target? Because, right, I mean, as you're handling your own department, because we only have, uh, so we have the three companies that make up the Southern Legacy Homes. Well, there's not a lot of employees in this, so mm-hmm. everyone's got their own department, and a lot of times they're the only <laughs> one in that department. So if it's like, wait, wh- why did this department fail? There's you only know, one person. <laughs> it is not hard what? to figure out who it was. So you know, they're, hey, that's great. You know, that keeps you responsible right there because you have nothing to hide behind. No, you know, everybody like, knows. We had some poor connections and weren't able to do that deal. It's like no, like. You straight up didn't do that paperwork, right? <laughs> you straight up didn't go to the job site that day. So, make sure that so um, that, that makes things a lot easier, right? You don't yeah. have to be like, what happened here? Let's do a cause and analysis of what happened. Uh, no, no, you just dropped the ball. <laughs> 
So any other funny stories you want to share before we close out? <laughs> Everybody loves so, a porta potty story, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I've got, a, got one of those and uh, another one as well that I kind of want to share. But, uh, Go for it. So we were, <clears throat> we were doing a home, obviously, and uh, some of the storms here in Nashville can get, you know, a little severe from time to time. And uh, we had, there was a tree that the owner was actually on their property. Uh, so obviously we it's next door neighbors property. Yes, yes. Oh great! So we've had plenty of neighbor disputes <laughs> happen, and I won't get into all those. But this one was a great one because a storm came and actually uh, chopped the tree down. So it's a big tree. I mean, over fifty feet high. Uh, came down on their fence, and then also came down on our porta potty. And uh, <laughs> as you can yeah, imagine, the porta potty was gone, uh, completely obliterated. Uh, luckily, the porta potty company was like, "Ah, it's no big deal. We'll have you another one out there tomorrow," uh, which was not what was my worry. My worry was like, "Am I gonna get charged for this?" They're like, "Ah, it happens all the time. No problem." Um, it happens all the time. That was, was the comment. <laughs> that was the comment. So um, I, unfortunately, I hate that for those workers who come to clean that up. But yeah. um, I've I pulled up on the side and I was like, wow, that is nasty. Um, One of those things you never care if you see again. Like, yeah. That's a once in a lifetime, and, and you're good. But the uh, neighbor actually came over and was like, you need to repair our fence. I was like. It was your tree. <laughs> so, um, but the tree fell onto our property. So somehow in that, it becomes our. That was our fault too, like the squatters. You know. <laughs> so, <laughs> always taking blame here, yes. guys. Right. That's right. 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 Take that 100% responsibility and be like, yeah, absolutely. Right. Tore that tree down and smashed our porter potty. And that, your fence. So, that yeah. was my plan. <laughs> so if, if you're a new investor out there listening, just know these things are going to happen to you too, and you just have to roll with yes. it. It's fine. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So um, anyway, they fixed their fence, though. Everything worked out, and we had a new porter potty, uh, <laughs> a nice brand new one. So you know, it worked out for everybody, right? <laughs> yeah. So um, and then we had another situation uh, that I I think is really good for a lot of new investors to kind of be really observant on paperwork and how things should get executed. So we bought a home and we were working on the house. Uh, we closed with the title company. There was some back taxes that hadn't been paid. Uh, the person hadn't been paid in, in three years on the property. Hey, it happens. Some part of the negotiation on the front end was like, in this close, you know, the taxes will be paid out of your portion. So. We, we didn't pay for those taxes. They actually did end up paying for those taxes. And the title company was supposed to send that check in. Well, fast forward about a month. <laughs> Sheriff pulls up in the, in the uh, driveway. I'm like, oh, well, hello. How is everything going? They're like, are you the new owner of this home? It's like, well, yeah, absolutely. We're going to do some. I, I thought they were maybe wondering like how the renovation was going to go. <laughs> I was like, we're really excited about it. Let me show you. Let me walk you through. And they're like, oh, that's not necessary. Here and they served me with papers. <laughs> oh. The taxes hadn't been paid, so oh. and they were now responsible for. It. But what had happened is the title company had forgot to mail the check. Um, so make sure that if you have a situation like that, the taxes are being paid. Make sure, like, hey, these are getting paid, correct? Like this check is going in the mail right now as I sign this paperwork. Um, so anyway, they apologize, of course. But uh, I called Callie and I was like, hey. 
here's where everything is in case I end up in jail. <laughs> you, know, you need to know where all the important docs are. But, um, uh, no, it's just there's just something that you, you run into and you're like, wow, I didn't, I never thought I'd learn that lesson today, but good lesson. <laughs> yeah. Good and lesson. glad you don't have a new mug shot. Absolutely. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, Moved um, into our house instead of the big house. That's right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And I was worried. I was like, man, do I need to like shave? Do I need to go like look good for this? You know? Um, <laughs> anyway, but no, yeah, that was, uh, it was an interesting lesson. Well, you guys, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank, Thank you. you for having us. It's fun, always. This has been a production of Corkscrews and Contracts. Podcast copyright 2019.